Today's episode of Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You are Locked on Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hey, 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 we are back for another episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. This is your place to go for everything you need to know about the women's basketball world. Of course, right now that is highly focused on the WNBA, and I'm here to dish. My name is Erica Ayala. I am your Tuesday, Thursday host of Locked on women's basketball. Now, before we get into the show, I want to pick up where we left off on Tuesday. I mentioned that I was in the New York Liberty circuit, Zoom circuit, as I like to say, with everything happening digitally because of coronavirus. And I noticed that one of the beat reporters, Sarah Valenzuela, was asking about tanking for the New York Liberty. And I had a feeling that Walt Hopkins was going to have a spicy, a spicy response. Here is what Walt said later that day, Tuesday, before his last game uh, against the Los Angeles Sparks, when asked about tanking. What do you have to say to just some of the fans just to assure them that no such thing is actually happening? First, I don't think it's it's our job to um, answer to random people. You know, we're all here. We're all professionals. We all know what we're doing. Um, so that's that's not really something that I think we need to even entertain. You know, random people on Twitter. I got off Twitter and Instagram a month and a half ago because people just see the now. Uh, you know, getting I'm getting some silly questions from media recently. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if, if people watch what the good teams have done in the NBA or the, the last few WNBA champions, how the shot distribution looked, the way that they had to build it. I don't know if people have seen teams in the past come up into a rebuilding phase when, you know, they don't have five of their starting caliber players, including their number one overall pick. You know, guys, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. What 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 did anyone expect from the season, outside of what I've been saying since day one that we were going to focus on growth and development, and we have. We've seen growth and development. We've seen. I've got a stat sheet that I can share with you all if you don't look at Lobo's looks or whatever it's called that shows that we're first through fifth in almost every metric that we're trying to be. The only ones that really are alarming are the field goal percentage. We can't hit open shots. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm done with, with that stuff. i got to be honest, Sarah. I, you guys know better. Um, the fans might not. I hope you guys do. I hope you guys have the ability to forecast a little bit better than to think it's about one season uh, where we're missing five big-time players. <laughs> yes, y'all know I love some wobble tea. Again, do I think that the Liberty are tanking? Not necessarily. I do think, though, that they can be a little bit less stubborn, a lot less stubborn when it comes to 
an insistence on shooting from the arc. I know that's part of the messaging that Walt Hopkins wants to get out there, but sometimes you just got to take shots that you know are going to yield points if you want to win games. And I think the Liberty have erred on the side of wanting to get their players comfortable with the three-pointer um, and have maybe tip the scales a little bit too much when it comes to, to getting high-quality shots and shots that are within a range that the Liberty can handle. Unfortunately, the Liberty have missed a lot of wide-open shots, but that's neither here nor there. For this season, the Liberty are officially eliminated, and we have a few updates um, regarding standings, and I will give those to you in just a moment. But first, with the WNBA playoffs coming up, we know you do not want to miss the action. And sometimes small tasks like laundry or cooking fall by the wayside when it's playoff basketball. But no fear, we have our friends at DoorDash ready to come in with the mega assist. Ordering is easy on the DoorDash app, and there is now a new contactless delivery system that keeps everything safe. So right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked on NBA. Don't forget that's code locked on NBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. I actually ordered takeout earlier today as I'm multitasking from my home office, my battle station. And I mentioned earlier on an earlier social justice episode that DoorDash is also a sponsor and partner with the NBA and WNBA and are really promoting black owned businesses. And I love that. I ordered from a local Caribbean spot, uh, Island Bites. That's not here in East Harlem, New York. Highly recommend it. Anyway, um, back to social justice and the WNBA. I'm going to get a little bit into that in the next segment. But I want to set you up since, as I mentioned just a bit ago, we're so close to the playoffs. One through seven, uh, or I should say, we don't have the seating absolute just yet but we know that seven of eight teams are in and Dallas is hanging on by a thread I'm gonna send you to the Dallas press conference they were right there in the mix with the Seattle Storm last night but could not get the win the Seattle Storm end up defeating the uh, the Dallas Wings, and this means now that, and again, reported on this in the um, Tuesday episode, but the Dallas Wings need to win two of their last three games, and by dropping this game last night to Seattle, they're really in a grind. Their last game will be against the New York Liberty on Sunday. But before they take on the Liberty on Sunday, they have to go through the Chicago Sky. And they play the Chicago Sky tomorrow, Friday, September 11th at 8 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. That's going to be a massive game for both Chicago and, of course, for the Dallas Wings. Dallas needs that win in order to 
hold their own fate within their own hands. Um, with Washington getting their win over Minnesota on Tuesday, that really puts a lot of pressure on Dallas. Um, the way it goes, and I, I mentioned this on Tuesday as reported by Chantel Jennings of The Athletic, basically the the Dallas Wings need to win two of their last three games. The Dallas Wings dropping their game 107 to 95 to the Seattle Storm. They really need to win their game Friday and Sunday in order to definitively um, keep their playoff fate in their own hands. Washington got a pretty big win over Minnesota on Tuesday. 89-86, so it came down to the wire, but Washington gets that win, which again um, really puts the, the onus on, on Dallas to get done what they can get done. I reported on Tuesday that essentially how it boiled down is if Dallas wins two out of their next three games, that was as of Tuesday, before the game started on Tuesday, they would clinch the eighth spot. Um, now, if Washington wins their next four, so Washington already won Tuesday night against the Minnesota Lynx. They play uh, Thursday night against Los Angeles, and they play Saturday against the New York Liberty and Sunday against the Dream. If they win four of those, then Dallas needs to win two out of the three. If uh, Dallas loses two games, then, as I understand, Washington needs to win at least three of their four next games. So these games coming up are really critical for that eighth spot and also for positioning. So the standings as of right now, I'm going to read off the standings. We know that with yesterday's win over the Dallas Wings, Seattle has clinched a double bye. So they're, they can finish no less than second. But right now they're still at the top of the standings. The Seattle Storm, the Las Vegas Aces, the Los Angeles Sparks, and the Minnesota Lynx, one through four. As of right now, the Los Angeles Sparks and the Minnesota Lynx are in position to get a first round bye. Um, which means they won't play any sing uh, or they won't play they won't play in the first round of single elimination. Uh the Las Vegas Aces right now are in position to get a double bye, and Seattle has already clinched a double bye. So positions five through seven, Phoenix, Mercury, Chicago Sky, Connecticut Sun, and Dallas has yet to clinch. Again, they have yet to clinch. They're 10 back. They're a half a game up over Washington. But Atlanta is not out of the picture. Atlanta got a big win yesterday. They got a really big win. Uh, again, I talked about this on a, on a prior episode. But once again, Nikki Cullen laid into her team. Um, and she said, actually, this is, I saw some of the reporting that we saw from Bailey Johnson of the next. Shout out to the next, which is a part of the nine 
newsletter uh, newsroom. Of course, I write for the nine for my hockey coverage. Go check that out. But, um, you know, Bailey Johnson did a great job uh, going over all of that. And, you know, the the Atlanta team on Wednesday night, they get a, a really big win over the Chicago Sky. Talked a little bit about how Chicago looking fatigued they're looking fatigued down the stretch and that's going to be something they're going to have to figure out so um atlanta's still in the mix they are still in the mix here so we are going to have an exciting an exciting finish to the wnba season if you need to know any more if you needed any more indication uh after last night's Phoenix Mercury win over the Connecticut Sun. Skylar Diggins-Smith goes off. She goes absolutely off. 33 points, including a buzzer beater to send it into overtime. Skylar Diggins-Smith was on a whole nother level. It was exciting to see. Um, I mentioned it. I, I don't know if it was for this podcast. I also was on with Pepper Persley, who is returning to school. Congratulations. And who is returning to school. So I just want to give a shout out to Pepper. It's been a colleague throughout the Zoom media circuit, as I like to say. She had has a great interview up with Skylar Diggins-Smith that you should go check out with Audition with Pepper. But uh, I was either mentioning on Locked On Women's Basketball or with Pepper, she has a roundtable that will be coming out, that um, you can't sleep on Phoenix. You can never sleep on Phoenix. And I think that Skylar Diggins-Smith, although she's new to the Phoenix Mercury, has really brought that persona she's embodied that persona for phoenix don't sleep on us at any point in time you just have someone that's going to go absolutely wild and last night against the connecticut sun that was none other than skylar diggins smith so much more that we have to get into including um, some updates on social justice thursdays we usually commit to social justice but there's just so much there's so much happening that I want to make sure we get to it all. So um, in just a bit, in the next segment, we're going to continue to go through playoff scenarios, standings, the upcoming schedule, and then we'll leave you with some new ways that fans can engage with the social justice initiatives in the WNBA this season. As I mentioned at the top of the show, this episode is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models on vehicles, it is now nearly impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterperson orders the parts from their computer. Why why deal with all of that when you can hop on your mobile device, you can hop on your computer and head right over to rockauto.com, a family business that has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers so go to rockauto.com right now and 
see all the parts available for your vehicle and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you again write or type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com coming into this season i think we expected seattle to be pretty good um on paper washington was looking really good until some of their opt-outs medical or otherwise impacted their roster um the Los Angeles Sparks, a lot of people were expecting to be pretty good. And I think early on, especially with the signing of Dewana Bonner, a lot of people expected the Connecticut Sun to be really, really good. And I mentioned this, uh, I mentioned Pepper in the first segment. I mentioned on the forthcoming um, panel that I participated in with Pepper that, you know, the Connecticut Sun, maybe they underperformed starting 0-5, uh, but I played a little bit of Dewana Bonner's uh, audio last episode. And, you know, if it wasn't for Skylar Diggins-Smith hitting that OT shot, I mean, the shot right before that was an, um, a near impossible shot that Dewana Bonner made to, to give Connecticut the lead. And Connecticut was down by big numbers. The Sun were down 30 or the Mercury are up 30 to 13 <laughs> in the first quarter, in the first period of play. The biggest uh, lead for the Mercury was 22 points. 22 points in this game. The Connecticut Sun, their biggest lead was four points. There were nine lead changes in this game. But the Phoenix Mercury were able to get it done in the overtime frame. They outshot or outscored the Connecticut Sun 11-6 to for the final of 100-95. to That was an amazing game. Dewana Bonner finished with 32 points. One less point than Skylar Diggins-Smith. Dewana Bonner put in 42 minutes, 48 seconds. Skylar Diggins-Smith, 42 minutes, 17 seconds. Lots of minutes here for these starters, for these two teams that neither one is going to get, uh, as of right now, neither one is going to get a uh, a first round bye. They'll have to play in the first round in the single elimination. So it'll be interesting to see how things play out. Um, But I said I wanted to take you to the Dallas game because although Seattle has clinched a double bye, unfortunately, Sue Bird and Satsu Sabali had a collision. And so I'm going to, uh, neither one returned. This was with less than five minutes left in the fourth quarter. It was a close game at that point. Dallas was really hanging on, but ultimately fell to the Seattle Storm. Um, As I mentioned earlier, Satu Sabali had an amazing game. I continue to think she needs to get more respect than she's getting for Rookie of the Year. 
other people who agree with me, if you don't want to listen to Erica, uh, also auntie as they know me, Jewel Lloyd, when asked, talked about Satu Sabali. Gary Klapp, Klappenberg also gave Satu Sabali a lot of high praise. But, you know, I know. I know. We're all going with Crystal Dangerfield. It's not that I'm saying she doesn't deserve it, but... Anyway, Satu has a calming effect, and we definitely saw it in this game. Um, but yeah, they're in a little bit of a, of a bind. But let's hear what both uh, Coach Gary Kloppenberg and uh, Brian Agler for Dallas and Gary for Seattle, what they had to say about the injury. So Subird and Satu Sabali, they collided. Uh, Satu was receiving a pass, Subert looking to intercept and go for the steal. And it looks, they definitely bump bodies. And then it looked as though up, upon falling that Sue's leg gets locked under Satu's body. Now, of course, Subert has missed a, mu- a bunch of games due to a knee injury, a bone bruise. Um, so all of that in context, Satu has also, um, Missed, she missed four games down the stretch with a, um, with a like back spasms. It kind of sounded like back spasms. Muscular is what we were told at the time. So that's just a little bit of context leading into these audio clips um, after the game. Again, under five minutes left. I think it was under three minutes, to be honest. And Satu and Subird collide. Neither one would return to the game. Okay, next we're going to go to uh, Angel Franco. Hey, Coach. Um, I was just kind of wondering if you could give us an update on Satu and how she's doing. Um, she and Sue collided heads. Um, so she's not feeling well right now. I don't know what her status is. We'll probably know more tomorrow. Um, um, I just know she's not feeling well right now. So. That's all, I, that's all I know. I know no, nothing. There's no doctor that's seen her yet that I know of. Um, so she'll get evaluated again tomorrow. Yeah, and I think Sue, she just, she banged that same knee. I'm not sure, uh, you know, I'm not sure how, how bad it is. She kind of, she was walking around okay at the end. So hopefully it's nothing too serious. Um, I think the way this looks, you still want to try to get that high seat just so you end up, you know, you're going to end up with a good team no matter what. But, you know, you can maybe stay away from uh, Vegas or, or L.A. in that first round. Do you, are, do you though, maybe be a little bit more careful now with Sue? In, in like yeah, the, oh, yeah. The well, yeah. We don't, and we're, you know, just not sure um, what it is with her. So, yeah, I, I mean, I would think, um, you know, she'll get evaluated and we'll, we'll probably figure out going forward what we need need to do with her. And so as you hear Brian Agler saying it, I mean, they haven't clinched. And now, I mean, I was in that press conference. Uh, Brian looked to be, um, uh, I mean, I think he's definitely concerned, but, you know, he, he, just, he just didn't know anything. Uh, I think he's definitely concerned. I think he's definitely disappointed in his team not being able to finish out that game, but also disappointed in the fact that they might have to do without Satu Sabali or, uh, you know, ha- have to really think hard about playing her 
now in order to get into the playoffs. But what does that mean once they enter the playoffs if she's not healthy? So overall, you heard from Gary, you heard from Brian, both Satu and Sue have to be evaluated. But here's the difference. Now that Seattle knows they have a double bye, Gary has a few more options. And he mentioned, you heard it in that clip, that listen, there's still other things to consider as far as what's your, your, um, not in this case, it will be their third round, but what your matchup is going to be. Uh, although they have a double buy and they, they can benefit from some rest, of course you still want to go for that number one spot and then the, the odds are in your favor, so to speak. So, but still, totally different scenario, of course, than what um, Brian Agler has to deal with. If Satu, who did not, not only did she not return to the game, but I don't think she returned to the bench. I could be wrong, but we saw Sue Bird at the bench. We didn't get a shot of Satu back on the bench. Um, and it sounded a lot like Brian Agler believed that Satu Sabaline might have to undergo um, concussion protocol. He mentioned they collided and bumped heads. As you heard Gary mention that he thought, and from everything from watching the game last night, it did look like Sue agitated her knee. So who knows? But either way, their bodies collided. Perhaps Satu is dealing with upper body um, challenges. Uh, it looks as though Sue Bird is dealing with lower body, so I'll have to go to the Zoom circuit later today and find out and give you the skinny on what is happening. But again, massive, massive blow if Satu or Sue Bird is not available for the remainder of the regular season and certainly for the playoffs. Unfortunately, the Wubble injuries continue to be the biggest losers of the season, but one of the biggest winners and one of the best storylines for me to cover has been social justice in the WNBA. And coming up next, I'm going to sh to give you a new way that fans can engage and learn about all of the different social justice platforms that I've been talking about for the last several weeks with a simple click on an app. So coming up next, I'll tell you all the information that you need for that. And so, again, as you know, if you've been listening to Locked On Women's Basketball on Tuesday and or Thursday, but primarily Thursday recently, you know that I have been very invested in the Social Justice Council and campaign that is happening in the WNBA this season. The Social Justice Council is a coordinated effort by the WNBA, so the league, and the WNBPA, or the Players Association, the union of the WNBA players and together a first of its kind partnership between the league and the union created this social justice council we have seen that the WNBA has lifted up the hashtag say her name campaign a campaign that was created to amplify and the the voices and the lives of women that have been lost to police violence and brutality but also to support their families and to remember and to honor their lives. So say her name, Dr. Kimberly Crenshaw, as a part of the African American Policy Forum. You can listen to earlier episodes where I talk about that, and those will be in the description for you. Um, but another thing that we have seen is, especially since 
the the two-day um, pause for reflection and if you missed that I was on a very very impactful episode where Dorothy Gentry who writes for The Athletic, The Next, um, The New York Times, uh, she's kind of all over the place, an amazing freelance writer that writes about the Dallas Wings and the WNBA. She and I talked right after uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, and then, of course, the WNBA, led by the Washington Mystics, opted to, uh, on August 26th, uh, to not play games, August 26th and August 27th. Uh, we learned that there was a recommitment to a lot of the justice platforms, but particularly thinking about voting and completing the census. And in that episode, I, um, or in the episode that follows, I played a little bit of a clip from Sue Bird just talking about how using, you know, different apps and uh, messaging services, the WNBA players during those days of reflection really doubled down on making sure each team was going through their roster and their staff, making sure everyone that was eligible to, to vote is registered to vote, making sure that everyone completes the census. But just today, we find out that through a partner uh, of Google Lens, the WNBA has continued to amplify its social justice campaign. So this is an app that you can get in the Apple Store or Google Play. And what this Google Lens allows you to do is when you download the app, you then can tap the lens icon um, in a search bar and scan WNBA team logos wherever they exist. And this is something that Kathy Engelbert, Commissioner Kathy Engelbert, actually talked about at the draft is some of the technology uh, to utilize, you know, technology and scanning and things of that nature to have interactive fan engagement. And so we get the announcement today, September 10th, that now through the Google Lens app, which Anyway, I remember Google Lens from a while ago. I think it was called Google Goggles at one point in time. Anyway, I digress. But so you, if you download this app, anytime you see a New York Liberty logo, a Phoenix Mercury logo, an Indiana Fever logo, uh, an Atlanta Dream logo, Chicago Sky, etc., 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 you can scan that logo and in real time, receive content and information on the team's social justice efforts. Um, And so specifically, you can learn about the social justice efforts by scanning the team logo on WNBA.com. And speaking of social justice, I want to shout out a recent birthday girl celebrated a birthday this week. The artist formerly known as Mocha Trappuccino, the one, the only Gabby Williams of the Chicago Sky. So if we look at Gabby's social media recently, we see that she wrote yesterday on Wednesday, hello everyone, today is my birthday and all I want is for everyone to donate or share the link below and support. Hashtag Sky Takes Action. And I spoke about Sky Takes Action on an episode earlier. I'll drop that link in the description. But also, a lot of WNBA teams and players, including Gabby Williams, have been customizing uh, shoes that they then 
put up for auction. And Gabby Williams sold a pair of her shoes for $1,000, she announced. And um, she's matching that. So that's $2,000 total um, that is going to the Chicago Bond Fund. Um, so just a little bit more on the bond fund. It's a community bail fund practicing mutual aid and fighting to hashtag end money bail and pre-trial incarceration. Now, the reason I like this is because I've talked about, if anyone who follows me on Twitter, I talked about Maya Moore. I talk about Maya Moore a lot and the work that she's done over the last two years in particular, and that it's not just for Jonathan Irons, who is her friend, who uh, he had his um, murder conviction overturned um, and and thrown out. So he's a, he's now free because of the efforts of Maya Moore and those that she was working with to um, overturn his wrongful conviction. But she also, in the process, has focused on prosecuto- prosecutorial misconduct. And that's misconduct by prosecutors, not filing things properly, um, not revealing things, etc. That's one part of the justice system. But another part is the money bail. um, And this, a lot of the pre-trial incarceration. So if you can't afford to go out on bail while you're awaiting trial, they can hold you. And in places like New York City, uh, or New York, I should say, Rikers Island is one of those holding places. People at Rikers are either awaiting trial or in, are, are in their trial process. They are not con- convicted felons. They have not, they have not been convicted of a crime. They are, ju- they ha- are being held and are awaiting or are in the process of trial. So these are, are not people that have been proven guilty. And these holding systems have an a really negative effect on poor communities because poor communities, uh, first of all, not only is there a bail fee, often there's a, a court bench or appearance fee. And if you have a, a bench warrant, so you had to go, whether it's for a parking ticket or for a civ- something civil or, or even, you know, something criminal. If you appear in court and you do not pay the bench fee or the court fees that a lot of people don't even know exist that's in addition to bail that's in addition to any bail that is set for you if you're being held um those can lead to warrants for arrest and it's another way that the system not only takes um money on criminal behavior or or, not even really criminal behavior yet because again these people are pre-trial um it it monetizes an entire criminal justice system and unfortunately again poor people poor families um young people who go to courts with no representation no adult representation fall victim to this so i just wanted to give uh Gabby Williams, a shout out. Happy belated birthday. I'm glad that she is um, continuing to fight the good fight. And again, that's the Chicago Community Bond Fund 
at Chai Bond Fund. So C-H-I-B-O-N-D-F-U-N-D. If you want to look into the organization that Gabby Williams herself happened to um, support um, and some really great shoes here. Say her name, Black Lives Matter with the green, black, and red. Um, so good. So good. So, I mean, again, between the Google lens and a lot of the social media, this is not a season to miss when it comes to the fight for social justice. And what I like about the WNBA and the different personalities is that you're also seeing that there are so many ways to be involved. I talk about social justice. I have talked about social justice since I can remember. Um, it was something that we've always talked about in my family. I became a professional advocate and activist um, and still do a lot of that work in the nonprofit space. But a lot of people don't always know what the on-ramp is. And that's why I have loved being on here on Lockdown Women's Basketball to show all of the creative ways, how to get arts involved, how to get educators involved, how to get young people involved when it comes to racial and social justice fights. There's so many different ways. And the WNBA is, is, a, is a gleaming example of that. And so although I was talking about Gabby Williams through her birthday um, and her, her recent endeavors, there's so many other things that are being done that deserve to be celebrated and hopefully are a beacon of light for all of us so that we are, we know that for those of us who've been in the fight, that we're not alone. And for those of us who are just taking up this fight, that there are so many ways to get involved. So I encourage you, if whether it's through Google Lens and the new engagement activity that the WNBA has, or just listening to Locked On Women's Basketball once a week with me, Erica Lindsay Ayala, I really hope that you engage and, and that you find your, your path. Because what we're hearing is, although these are uh, racial and social justice are very closely attached to politics, because we need laws um, and we need some bad laws to go away, um, it's also a humanitarian issue. And we can't forget that at the end of the day, Jacob Blake is a person. Breonna Taylor, Michael Brown, Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice. So many names and on and on. Michelle Cousseau. These are people, or were people, and their families are still people, human beings that hurt and, and experience pain and fear. And I, that's why I love the Say Her Name campaign. And I think, unfortunately, we've seen a little bit of, of the conversation of Say Her Name dwindle and diminish a little bit on the broadcasts. But you still see so many teams... Uh, Seattle, New York uh, are the ones that I read a lot. Dallas that continue to add those to the sh the I almost said the show notes. Uh, I will add them to the, the show notes here, but to the game notes and putting those platforms in the game notes to amplify. And that's what we can all do in, in whatever space that we carry is amplify messages that are important to us, um, but also that are important because they value and they seek um, to value human life. So that's my message. That's the show for today. Before I let you go, let me let, let me give you what is on tap, if you will. 
I mentioned some of the games, so a little bit of this will be redundant. You definitely want to watch the Dallas games. You definitely want to watch the Washington games because that's what we're waiting for as far as the standings. Uh, or I should say as far as the eighth spot. Uh, the standings are still in flux, so there are plenty of games that will bring entertainment and will definitely impact the postseason. But here we go. Today... September 10th, we have the Indiana Fever and the New York Liberty. Um, both have already been eliminated from playoff contention, so that one doesn't hold any weight uh, for seeding or for playoffs. Then at 8 p.m., it's the Las Vegas Aces and the Minnesota Lynx. And at 10 p.m., the Washington Mystics and the Los Angeles Sparks. So again, tonight, 10 p.m., that game holds weight for sure. On Friday, September 11th, you have the Atlanta Dream against the Connecticut Sun. Atlanta is not out of this yet, so you want to check that out. And again, Connecticut dropped a, a heartbreaker to Phoenix the other night. Chicago Sky versus Dallas Wings. I've got this one circled. I've got this one circled. Dallas needs this win. Chicago needs a good win. I don't know. Both teams are pretty banged up. We'll see who gets the win on Friday. And then... On Friday, we also have the Seattle Storm versus the Phoenix Mercury. Seattle already knows they have a, a, a top two finish. Don't know what will happen with Sue Bird, but, you know, anytime we get Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi going head-to-head, -head, always a good time. On Saturday, the Washington Mystics and the New York Liberty, definitely one to watch. On paper, Washington should be able to pull out this win, but New York is happy to play spoiler then we also have the 3 p.m game the las vegas aces versus the los angeles sparks this could be a good one potentially something we'll see sometime sometime down the line in the postseason and then the minnesota Lynx and the indiana fever at 6 p.m on sunday the final day of the regular season for the WNBA, the Dallas Wings and the New York Liberty. Dallas will have needed to win against Chicago, and they also need this win against New York. 3 p.m., Las Vegas Aces and Seattle Storm, another potential playoff matchup, depending how seeding goes. And at 5 p.m., again, want to circle this one, the Washington Mystics, the Atlanta Dream. As of right now, neither one of those teams, Washington, neither Washington nor Atlanta, is eliminated. What will happen come Sunday? I guess we'll have to find out. But we will return on Monday with Gabe Ibrahim and Amy Audibert. They will give you the full wrap-up. And then Tuesday, September 15th, we'll start the playoffs. So I'll give you everything that you need to know going into the first set of elimination games. As always, thank you for listening to Locked on Women's Basketball. We know that you're here, but what now we need you to go tell a friend, go tell a family member or someone on Twitter. Let them know that Locked on Women's Basketball is your go-to place for women's basketball coverage. Until next week, Erica Ayala signing out.